if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Much better transition on that last clip than the last, the other one. Countdown to March Madness. Uh, not even sure what number this is. I think it's number five. five. All right, countdown to March Madness, number five, March seventh, twenty twenty-two. It is the month of March, no doubt about it. Selection Sunday, six days from now. I don't think the math is correct on that one, but that's about right. Yeah, okay. That Whatever. sounds Good right. Way. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, all right, one week away, less than one week, actually, since I just said that it was six weeks. What an idiot. Um, so, lots to discuss in this week. We obviously got a ton more college, uh, conference tournaments starting this week. Um, it should be a very interesting week. I think there's a lot of different scenarios that will play out. I'm sure you'll have a power conference or two, like we had last year with the Big East and the Pac-12, where a team that should not win and has no chance to get into the tournament wins the conference tournament hint hint the Oregon Ducks but uh <laughs> all right let's start uh the biggest game of the weekend I think in terms of hype obviously was the uh the Coach K final game at Cameron Indoor and Duke lays a goose egg and I think North Carolina showed me a lot there like I did not think that they were a tournament team really for a long time I started to kind of get into the idea of that before this game yeah. but they showed up and they ruined uh. the party for for Duke yeah I, I mean I, I think that's one of those games where it's it's hard to it's hard to match the game with the motion. So I think do from what I, I didn't get to watch the game, but from what I understood is Duke came out pretty flat um, and North Carolina took, took full advantage of it. 
So I think, well, first of all, it was a senior night game. And on right. top of senior night, you have the Coach K thing. And like I said last night off air when we were talking is you either come out really fast in those games or you come out really slow. And more often than not, I think you come out really slow. And Duke did. Now, the middle of the game, they got a pretty good lead going there. They were winning the game there for a while. But North Carolina just came out and took it to them in the second half. Armando Baycott was a huge problem. Brady Manick just won ACC Player of the Year. So what a season he had transferring from Oklahoma. Uh, This North Carolina team, I think last year in comparison, I think they're better this year than last year. You get another year of Caleb Love this year. Plus you add Manic to to the situation. I know that Dawson Garcia, who transferred there from Marquette, left the team in the middle of the season. But this is a North Carolina team that could probably – them and Duke, I think, are the only teams out of the ACC that really have a shot to get to the second weekend. I don't really see any other team. There's always a team that can come out and get hot from that conference, but I don't see it any other way. Um, moving along here, San Francisco is a lock in my mind after their win over BYU. Uh, they will be one of three West Coast Conference teams, possibly four, depending on if San- if Santa Clara beats St. Mary's tonight. I think you can make a legitimate argument for a four-bid WCC, but I think it's going to be three. Um, and I think San Francisco is one of those teams. And they're a really fun team to watch. Like they, they haven't, San Francisco has not been to the tournament since 1998. Um, yeah. Jamari Bouye. Uh, Khalil Shabazz, they have a very nice, uh, good team. And Todd Golden is a guy that I've hyped up for a while. I think he's a guy that could get a power six job if you really wanted to. But, uh, yeah, San Francisco is a good team. Uh, they're going to be a matchup nightmare for depending on who they play for some of because they're really fast and they can really score in a lot of different ways. I think the West Coast Conference teams in general are kind of like the Arizona model. Like you play fast and you got a lot of foreigners on your team that are really fundamentally sound. I think that's kind of the, the MO there. But uh, a couple of interesting semifinal games in the West Coast tonight. We'll talk about those later. Uh, Murray State, they will go into the tournament 30-2. and two. They win the Ohio Valley, so they join Longwood, who won the Big South tournament, and Loyola Chicago, who won the Missouri Valley tournament, as the current three automatic bids. And there will be uh, how many more handed out tonight? I think two more handed out tonight. I'm not 100% sure on the numbers there, but uh, – I will look. Yeah, you um, let me know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we got the uh, you got the Sun Belt Championship and the SoCon Championship tonight. So you'll have Furman, Chattanooga winner is in. Louisiana, Georgia State winner is in on that. And there is uh, ten games tonight. One going on right now as we speak. All right, uh, Wisconsin wins the share. It wasn't going to be a share until last night of the Big Ten regular season title. Yeah. I still believe, even with all the Johnny Davis stuff, that Oscar Sheebway is the National Player of the Year. I don't see how he, he's not I agree. the winner. I agree. He's dominant um, in every game. Yeah, I don't I don't think that Johnny Davis should be. Um, I mean, I've been preaching that for a while. Uh, I don't even think he's the best player in the Big Ten. So, uh, I, yeah, it definitely Sheebway for me. Yeah, it's just like the rate of showing up in games, Sheboy's got him beat on that by a lot. Like yeah. He shows up night in, night out. Johnny Davis, not so much. There's been a lot of games where you scratch your head. So, uh, But he did get hurt, so hopefully he's all right to go for the Big Ten tournament. Uh, what an absolute joke the transition period rule is in college basketball. Bellarmine had the best regular season record last year in the A-Sun. Didn't matter because they were transitioning to D1. They can't be in the tournament until 2026. This year, they're playing for the title. They're playing for the tournament title, and they can't be in the tournament. 
the NCAA tournament. Jacksonville is in if they win. So if Jacksonville beats Bellarmine, Jacksonville's in. If Bellarmine beats Jacksonville, Jacksonville State, who lost to Jacksonville, is in. So just another example of some of this stuff being so stupid, just so ridiculous that they can't be in. I don't understand it at all. Uh, it's just another dumb NCAA rule that really makes no sense when you peel all the layers back. Yep. Ridiculous. NCAA is trash. All right, Lenardi, uh, looking at his bracketology right now. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it later. But as of Saturday, he did have Michigan, Indiana, and Rutgers all in. But now he has Michigan as a last four by and Rutgers as a last four in. So somehow, I guess, I guess the metrics and the quality of bad losses, or the uh, the bad losses that Rutgers have, puts Michigan over them. I yeah. guess I don't really understand all of that. I. I, if you look at those two teams, I think Michigan's, I think Rutgers is a better team. So whatever, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, does Michigan? I mean, Michigan. It seems like Indiana, Michigan. You know, that's kind of a playing game. Uh, Rutgers probably has to win one, even though I, I, I mean, you finish fourth in the Big Ten, and you have to win a game in the Big Ten tournament to get in. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean they're being punished for those early losses, which I don't really think is fair. But I think yeah, that's those games how they don't do it. Count, remember? Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, the metrics for Michigan are so much better than Rutgers. I think is the the problem here for for Rutgers. But you just look at the two teams. It's like I don't I don't know. I mean they when they went head to head, Michigan won. But I mean that was a game. A Jawan getting suspended. We got to get ready for the next game. I mean, they did split, so Rutgers right. did beat them early in the season. But right. um, I don't know. I, I just think that Michigan, I feel like, is if if things go well in the bubble, I think Michigan is a team that could still get in losing to Indiana, which is ridiculous to say. But you look at their metrics and how much they're being valued in that regard, I think that that's what's going to help them get in, not the, the fact that their record is not good. True. So I think that maybe common sense doesn't prevail all the time, but whatever. Uh, Memphis dominates Houston. Memphis beating Houston twice this season. Uh, what do we think of Houston right now? Because I retweeted something from Jonathan yeah. Warner that said they would be a bubble team if they didn't have great metrics. And it's a fair point. They don't have Tremont Mark. They don't have Marcus Sasser. They're just a completely different team. Remember, uh, this is a team that had Quentin Grimes and Dijon Giroux last year. They were much better. This year, not so much. It's not a very – like they got run out of the building. They didn't, were never even really in the game yesterday against yeah. Memphis. Yeah, they're definitely trending in their own direction at this point. And what does it say about Amani Bates that Memphis has taken off since he left? <laughs> it says a lot, I think. I, it says that he might have been the problem, right? I mean, games that he hasn't played, they've pretty much won almost that, all of them. Yeah. I mean, that, that happens, you know? So he – I think he stopped playing – let's see here. Let me see if I can find it. So – he stopped playing after they beat East Carolina and they're eight and one without him. So seems pretty good, but I don't know what this team is. A lot of talent. I just, Crazy. I've never trusted Penny. I mean, I think they're a tournament team beating Houston twice, but Houston's a team that is fifth in Ken Palm, which is unbelievable to me. That they're fifth in Ken Palm. And that's where the idea of the, the fact that they've beaten up on teams the way that they have they beat Oregon by a ton. They beat Bryant, who's a pretty dang good neck team. By They beat Bryant by 67 points 
Okay. That's where the metrics get good when you're blowing teams out, you know, South Florida, 17, Texas state, another quality team that was in the sun belt. They were the one seed. They beat them by 33. Uh, Bryant is playing for the Northeast conference title game and Houston beat them by 67. That's how your metrics get good right there. When you obliterate teams. So that's that's why Houston is fifth in Ken Palm. And that's why their metrics are so good because they're killing teams. And that's where the flaw comes in a little bit. Like, I don't know. It's just it's it's weird to me that Houston's valued so highly. I'm not. I, what does Lenardi have them at? I think is the big question that I would look at. How much is he valuing their metrics? Uh, let's see. He has them as a five, so he's not. I mean, that's. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Considering their metrics are so good that you really can't five, make them worse than that. Five six, probably right is where they end up falling to. He has them. Uh, Houston playing the winner of Xavier Wyoming, and on that side of the bracket, Illinois versus Toledo. Okay. So interesting. Uh, all right, let's move forward here. Shout out to Fred Hoiberg and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> what a job, dude. They were one in 16. They went three straight to finish. They beat Penn State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin all on the road. And yeah. Nebraska did something for the Illinois program that we enjoyed so much. And and I, I'd like to thank Fred Hoiberg and everybody there. I'd like to thank. I'm not going to. I'm not going to thank Trey McGowan's, but I'm going to thank uh, Alonzo Verge, big time game. I believe he's an Illinois native. Um, so Nebraska, three road wins, two of which were, I believe, quad one road wins. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they, congrats. Yeah, I mean, they should have signed him to that extension way sooner because apparently they decided to start playing after that. Yeah, so. I mean, I think about this though. This is a team into the going into the season that I thought would be better. Like there is talent on that team. They right. have a five star. They have Trey McGowan's who was a stud at Pitt. They have Alonzo Verge who was another guy that was a highly recruited talent out of high school. Like this is a talented team. I don't think that they have the worst roster in the Big Ten on paper. I know that they were the worst team, but do you really look at Minnesota and say Minnesota has a better roster than Nebraska? Because I don't. Yeah. So I just I don't understand how they were so bad. I mean, they started 0 and 12 in the conference. It's just can't do that. But uh, they did tie Minnesota. Both went four and sixteen. So congrats to Nebraska for not being alone at the bottom. I mean, just a a big time. <laughs> and uh, they they got Illinois in the position to win and and have the uh, share of the Big Ten title, and uh, they got it done. So shout out to Nebraska. Shout out to Fred Hoiberg, tremendous guy. I think I would guess. Um, yeah, Nebraska is back. They're back. I mean, you talk about a team that's going to win the conference next year, maybe even win the conference tournament this year. I mean, why not? Nothing is impossible. So Nebraska ends the season I think with. I going to want to play them right now in the Big Ten tournament. We're going to talk about upsets later, and I'm going to mention them. All right. Uh, Nebraska finishes the year with two quad one wins. How about that? Um, 138th in the net. Not bad. So, congrats to Nebraska. Big good. shout out. Uh, yeah. Uh, six and one versus quad four for Nebraska, by the way. So, congrats. All right. Let's do the conference tournaments starting this week. There's 19 of them, if my math is correct. Um, we will start in the ACC, which starts – these are the Tuesday ones. Uh, the ACC, who do you got? Uh, ACC, I think I really think there's only one team that is 
any good in the ACC. And that's Duke. I know they lost to North Carolina at home during Coach K's going away party. And Coach K had to tell his fans to shut up. But I'm going to go with Duke winning the ACC tournament. Yeah, I'm going to go Duke as well. Uh, I think that they will be better for that loss on Saturday. Um, Clear cut, best team in the conference. Too much length, too much shooting ability. Like if one of Griffin or Keels is going, it's going to be really hard to beat them. Uh, And I think they're just head and shoulders above everybody in the ACC. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big West. Big West. I got Big Surf Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii – Quality club uh, finished yeah. third in the conference. Uh, decent, decent metrics in terms of uh, at least balance. Like they're not too bad in one area, not too bad in the other. Uh, I'm going to go with Cal State Fullerton. Okay. Uh, just a smart team. I think they do the little things well in the couple minutes. I probably watched about two minutes and 35 seconds of them this year because I really don't want to stay okay. up at, right. until like 1 a.m. on like a, <laughs> a January Tuesday to watch them. Sorry, but. <laughs> Uh, lots of length too. I'm just going to take Cal State Fullerton, who finished second in the conference behind Long Beach State. Even though I think it's about time we get Long Beach State back in the tournament, but whatever. Uh, conference USA. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Western Kentucky to win Conference USA. I know that North Texas and Middle Tennessee are you know the two two top dogs, but uh, I, I don't know. There's something about Western Western Kentucky that big mascot they got. You know, they really really like them. Hey, their center is Jamarian Sharp, who's seven five. So that's right. They can Jamarian get the ball Sharp. into him. Exactly. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm gonna take North Texas, uh, sixteen and two in the conference, hundred and eighth adjusted offense, are not great, but nineteenth adjusted defense. Kind of like the Chris Beard school of coaching, like with him and what uh, Joe Golding did at Abilene Christian last year. All defense, all the time. They don't have JV on Hamlet like they did last year when they got in and beat Purdue in round one. But I think Grant McCasland is a high major level coach. Like he should get a big job at some point in his career. I think he will. Uh, they won 15 of 16 in the season. And uh, not the yeah. actor or performer, but Tyler Perry on their team, a stud. <laughs> I believe it's Tyler Perry because there's an O. So I guess I should say that. But okay. uh, I think North Texas is the best team. And I'm going to just say that the best team wins. It's not always the case, but I'm going to go with here. Uh, the MAAC. Uh, I'm not going to go with uh, Patino. I'm going to go with Siena to come out of nowhere. You know, I'm their third, but I, you know, I just don't, I just see something crazy happen. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever put my trust behind a team that lost to Georgetown in winning a conference tournament, but we'll see. Not a, They lost Georgetown by 18, so that's not great. This but is March. That's true. I don't really see a scenario where somebody other than Iona or uh, St. Peter's doesn't win this tournament. So I'm just going to trust Patino again and take him. Top 100 in adjusted offense and defense. That's pretty significant for a team in the Metro Atlantic. They're the only team in the Metro Atlantic with that. Now St. Peter's is 39th defensively, so they're legit. But uh, I think they have a lot of different ways to beat teams, especially in that conference. And I just don't see Patino losing. So I'm just going to roll with it. Logic is probably kind of stupid, but they did it last year. Why not do it again? There'll be a higher seed this time, too. It'll be better for them. So – uh, the whack the final. They'll get in if they lose. I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. I mean, I don't really. I they have a big win over Alabama, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, let's go to the whack. Last one starting on Tuesday. The whack. I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know, I last night Illinois wins the Big Ten. Um, I I was I celebrated a little too long. Had to drive four hours today, so I'm I'm kind of out of it, guys, and I apologize. 
But, you know, just looking at the whack, I was like, got to go with Brad Underwood's old team, Stephen F. Austin. There we go. Where he won 32 games in three seasons and went 0-6 and 0-5 in the last two seasons, allegedly. Uh, I'm going to take the team that I think is the best with the best player, and I'm going to take New Mexico State, uh, 13-4 and in the conference, 100th adjusted offense, 73rd adjusted defense. Uh, Teddy Allen is there, transferred from Nebraska, won the uh, player of the year in the WAC. So I'm going to take him. He's the newcomer of the year and the player of the year. He's like 30 years old. And they can score the ball. He can score the ball. They're very lengthy. So I'm going to take them. But I'd like to see Grand Canyon get in again with uh, with with Bryce Drew. But yeah. they could. I mean, they're middle of the pack, but they still have pretty good numbers overall. Uh, let's go to Wednesday, the Atlantic 10, which is always like a USA Network carried t- uh, tournament in the early stages. But uh, the Atlantic 10. Atlantic 10, I, I mean, I think that – Davidson is by far the best team in the Atlantic 10. Um, so I am going with them. I, you know, I love the Bonnies and I was rooting for the Bonnies all year, but Davidson just seems superior in the Atlantic 10 this year. St. Bonaventure with one of the more disappointing seasons uh, mm-hmm. in college basketball, considering that they got all five starters back who are all veterans. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Davidson as well. Just such a good offensive team, 10th adjusted offense. Uh, they move the ball really well. I don't think there's any offense in this conference that's close to them. They have uh, Luka Brajkovic, Brajkovic, whatever his name is, 41% mm-hmm. from three. Foster Lawyer, 45% from three. And Michael Jones, 44% from three. So they can make it rain from downtown. I think Davidson clearly the best. They don't have Steph Curry, but that's fine. And, uh, yeah, Big East. Big East, I'm going with probably, uh, probably a team, you know, Nobody else is going to pick. They beat Illinois earlier this year. I'm going to go with Marquette. I mean, why not? I mean, they got two the, they have two of the best players on one team with yeah. Justin Lewis and Daryl Morsell. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go with a very on-brand pick for me, which is St. John's. Okay. Uh, I have a two-leg parlay this week. Uh, St. John's and Oregon to win their conference tournament. So I'm kind of trying to replicate the Georgetown-Oregon State thing from last year, uh-huh. uh, plus 36,300 for, for both of them. How much would you put on it, 79 cents? I believe I put 50 cents on it to win 220 bucks. So nice. <laughs> low risk, high reward, right? So I'm going to take St. John's. Uh, okay. Ranked first in the country in adjusted tempo. Julian Champagne and Posh Alexander want this more than ever. And I think that they're both – they are – I think they're in the conversation for two best players on one team. They are as well, along with Marquette. I think that matters at this point in the season. I think they're better in their record. Something's got to give. they got to get back in the tournament. Uh, so I'm going to take them. Why not? Uh, Big Sky. I like it. Uh, Big Sky. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched probably, uh, you know, 40, 50 Big Sky games this year. So right. I'm definitely going, not just picking this because an old Illinois player played there. Um, Southern Utah. I'm going Southern Utah as well. My reason is, right. is Tevion Jones. So moving forward, uh, Big Ten. <laughs> Big Ten. Um, you know. You watch I, a lot of Big Ten basketball. I have watched a lot of Big Ten basketball. And I still think the best team in the Big Ten, um, if they can get all their crap together, is Purdue. So I'm going to take Purdue. Um, they are on uh, – they're on uh, – uh, 
Rutgers side of the bracket. So I think that they'll get through Rutgers okay. And, uh, you know, are they on Rutgers side? They're on Wisconsin side. They're on Wisconsin side. Sorry. So, so I think that they'll get through Wisconsin easily. Um, and is Wisconsin uh, going to get through their first opponent? I don't know. Is Johnny Davis going to play? I'd rest him because I apparently he almost got killed. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I just think, I think if, if Matt Painter actually coached that team, um, if, if Ivy plays like he can play, he, he looked awful um, against Wisconsin that last game. Um, so I, I think if they, I think they're going to figure something out. And I think, I, like I said, I, I think they're the best team in the big 10, uh, at least on paper. So I, I'm going to say Purdue. I think you take the paper and you light it on fire. I'm going to okay. take a team with a if similar you structure. Nebraska, I'm no, walking no, off this okay. thing. There's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm taking a team with a similar structure who is coached better, okay. more physical, and moves the ball better, and that's Iowa. I am taking Iowa. Very hot before they lost Illinois last night. And if you watch the game, they, the, fact that Illinois won, the fact that Illinois won that game is unbelievable because yeah. Illinois played some very bad basketball for a while there, yeah. and Iowa just couldn't make and, a shot. And Chris Murray had a wide-open 30 to win yeah. the game. And, and that's the other thing. In the Big Ten, like I've said all season, there's many teams you can shut down one guy and beat them. You shut down Jordan Bohannon, you got a great shot. And he yeah. had no points last night. Yeah. So that's where you beat them. But is there another team in the Big Ten that they will play that has a guard that can do what Trent Frazier does to Jordan Bohannon? And will there be a coach that game plans like that? Because I don't think that there will be. And that's why I think Illinois has had so much success against Iowa in the last three years. Yeah. So I'm going to take Iowa. Better, similar structure with a very good offense and a not-so-great defense, but they're better defensively. I think they move the ball better than Purdue does. And I think they're better coach. I think Fran is a much better game-planning coach than Matt Painter. I'm sorry to say it. I don't like Fran. I don't like Painter. That's just what I think. I'm just glad we didn't homework card this one. Good job. Yeah, shout out to us because I think last year you probably definitely picked Illinois. I don't know if I did, but I think I picked Purdue to win it last year. Hey, who won it last year? Illinois did win it, but, you know. Exactly. Just saying. I mean, that was pretty Uh sweet. But uh, Big 12 tournament. Uh, I am going to take Kansas in the Big 12. Uh, I think they have – Plenty of weapons, McCormick, uh, Abaji, um, the white guy. I think that – Brown. Uh, <laughs> is he brown or is he white? Christian Brown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyhow. Uh, yeah, Kansas. I got Kansas winning All the right. Big 12. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take TCU. I'm going to go off the board a little bit here. Okay. Um, very good defensive team. Uh, they've been up and down. I have a weird feeling about this one, though. I mean, this is a team that started 5-5 five and five in the conference, finished 8-10, and 10, so not great. But they beat Kansas and they beat Texas Tech in that stretch. Uh, very efficient offensively, but they have to be inside the three-point line. They're not a good three-point shooting team. There's not a good free-throw shooting team, but they're good at uh, shots inside the three-point line and offensive rebounding. So I think TCU, like last year was a weird Big 12 tournament. I think Texas won the Big 12 tournament last year. So... It was a very weird one. So I'm going to say it's going to be weird again. I'm going to take TCU. Uh, the okay. MIAC, where I think there's a clear-cut team here, but maybe you went off the board. Uh, MIAC, obviously, all the MIAC basketball I've been watching. Um, I went with Norfolk State. Yeah, I mean, it's not even close. Like, you look <laughs> at the numbers, and Norfolk State is much – like, they went 12-2, and two, 
And yeah. Howard went nine and five and finished second. So yeah. I'm going to take Norfolk State, not a close second. They're 18th in three point percentage against and 44th in two point percentage against. Now, how much of this is their defense and how much of it is that 90% of that conference has uh, terrible offenses? I'm not sure. But Norfolk State made it to the tournament last year. They played in the first four. I'm going to take them again to win it this year. Uh, not even close. Uh, Mountain West, which I think the Mountain West is going to be. On a list of tournaments to watch this week, watch I would put it. that in the top three. Sure, sure. Um, I picked them to win the Mountain West to start the year or to start this thing. I don't know. When did we, <laughs> yeah, we did this at the beginning yeah. of the year, right? Okay, yeah, sure. November. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with San Diego State. I think they're going to get it going. Uh, you know, Colorado State, Boise State, really good. Wyoming's kind of falling a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with San Diego State to win it. <clears throat> Well, just remember that San Diego State's two best players are coming back next year, so you can pick them to win it again next year, too. That's right. I'm going to pick Matt Bradley's coming every back. year. Why not the Aztecs, quality ball club? Uh, all right, I'm going to take Wyoming, a team that I've liked a lot this season, all season. They've kind of sputtered towards the end of the season. They went three and four to close it out. But the duo of Hunter Maldonado and Graham Ike or Ikea or Ike, I mean, it's Ike, it's probably Ike. I don't know why I'm trying to pronounce it any other way. What an idiot. <laughs> Uh, but they're super dynamic inside and out. Like they're not a team that's going to really kill you or torture you from the three-point line, but they play a smart, uh, quick offensive system that I think can can get hot at specific times. But this this tournament is going to be a dogfight. I think, and I don't know if I'm wrong here, but I think there's more teams in the Mountain West that can win the conference tournament than any other conference. Like you look at that conference: Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, Wyoming, UNLV. Fresno State, Utah State, that's seven teams probably all have a chance to win this tournament. So it's going to be insane. So I'm excited for that. It always is. It's always a very good tournament every year, no matter what. But this year, more than ever, Mountain West basketball has made no sense. They play that in Vegas? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Pac-12 tournament, which last year saw a team that won it that is 3-27 this year. Go. Yeah, uh, Pac-12. I'm going to go with uh, probably who I think – is going to win the national championship. I'm going to go ahead and pick them to go ahead and win the Pac-12 tournament. Arizona, um, they got too many weapons. Coloco's getting better every day. Uh, Matherin's really good. As long as Kerr, Krissa, or however he wants his name said, um, you know, start shooting better, uh, I think Arizona's the clear-cut best team in the Pac-12. I agree, but go ahead and take your ducks. if last year taught you anything, it's that the best team doesn't always win this thing. That's and, true. Uh, I'm going to take the Oregon Ducks because I can't not take them. All I've done exactly. for years is hype them up every year and how great I think Dana Altman is. And this year's team more than ever should be good. Like they have elite – they got elite transfers. Devion Armour is one of the best players in Oklahoma. Jacob Young is one of the most important players on Rutgers last season. Quincy Garrier, same thing. How is this team not good? Yeah, I don't get it. And the thing, the big problem is Will Richardson's injured and his status for the tournament's up in the air, which uh-huh. is a huge problem because that's their guy. That's the number one guy. But I got to stick with it. I don't care. I got to take Oregon. Um, I think Jacob Young and Devion Harmon, alongside Eric Williams and Quincy Gary, if they could finish, fi- uh, figure that out, how they want to play. Yeah. It's just, and they got Oregon State in round one. That should be a confidence builder. They should blow them out of the water. Get some confidence. Learn if Will Richardson doesn't play that game, learn how to play without him because he didn't play against Washington State. They got run out of the building. So make adjustments, move forward. So they got to ride with the Ducks. Too, right? I mean, they, they got to win it. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. They are done if they don't win this conversation. <laughs> yep. So, unless the bubble gets really weird and, for. 
and bubble teams are falling and Oregon gets to the Pac-12 championship and loses a close one to like Arizona, then maybe it's possible. But yeah. other than that, it's like impossible. Uh, yeah. SEC tournament. Uh, SEC, uh, I'm going to go with Kentucky. Uh, probably the pick that everybody would take, but I, I think they're the best team. Um, again, one of the best teams in the nation. Probably has one of the best chances to win a national title this year. Um, they just have too many weapons. They have uh, National Player of the Year, Oscar Chibway, and if he doesn't get it, uh, I might riot. So um, I'm going to go with Kentucky and win it. Wow, sticking up for Calipari's guys who, uh, you know. I hate him, but. The assistants you know. ditched our program for them. I mean, I yeah, I, I you're right, but. Give me an Illinois-Kentucky like National Championship. That would be amazing. Uh, I'd take it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take them too. I think they're the best team. I think they're going to prove it here. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so many options. Like there's eight guys in this team that can score. You know, Ty Ty Washington, Severe Wheeler, Kellen Grady, Shibway, Keon Brooks, <laughs> Jacob Toppin, Davion Mintz. That's seven guys right there that they play that can all do different things. And they can defend. They're lengthy. It's a different Kentucky team. It's not a team that doesn't have the experience because this team has the experience. And I think Auburn's kind of fallen off a little bit. I think if they play, hopefully they play in the championship here, and that would be yeah. a good game. And if Ty Ty stayed healthy the first game, Kentucky probably wins. Ty Ty's kind of been struggling too, so he gets yeah, he's always together. he's got a messed up ankle pretty much from yeah. playing on it off and on all season. But here's True. the thing: True. I think we've learned more about. I think right now it's evened out to the point where Auburn has more flaws than Kentucky does right now. So. I think that's going to be a big thing here. Uh, let's go to the Southland, another Wednesday tournament. Southland. Um, I, I Just looking at the records, um, Nichols State. Who Seems I to with. emerge, yeah. They seem to stick um, out. I, I took them as well. I I don't really – I can't say I've watched a lot of Southland basketball, but uh, was it last year where Nichols State took Illinois to the wire? Two years ago. Two years ago. So, I, don't know, I assume some of those guys are back. It reminds me of that game and Kipper Nichols is what Nichols State reminds me of. And that's why I don't like them. But, uh, hey, they beat Northern Iowa in non-conference play. Now, you may say that that game doesn't count, but that's a Southland team beating a team that won the Missouri Valley regular season. So that matters in some way. But uh, they started conference play one and two, finished 11 and three. So I think they're playing well. I think they're the clear-cut best team in the conference. I don't really see any other team in that conference that sticks out to me. Maybe uh, Southeastern Louisiana. Maybe, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Nickel State as well. Final Wednesday one, let's go to the SWAC. I uh, doesn't look like any of them deserve to be in the tournament. Now, so, let me just say uh, this real quick uh, <laughs> the Southland is ranked 31st on Ken Palm as a conference, okay. the SWAC is ranked 32nd. So, we're okay. picking the two worst here. To yeah, end this. I mean, I mean, literally, these teams it's are bad. 15 yeah. and 15, 15 and 12, 17 and 13, 13 and 16. Uh, I'm gonna go with FAMU just because they're in Tallahassee and uh, I like I like Tallahassee. Yeah, 313th ranked offense, quality ball club. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm gonna take the 286th ranked offense with the best <laughs> record, which is Southern. Okay. Now this is a team. I know it's the worst conference in the country with some of the worst teams, but they have good guards. Like I think that they are a team that can hang with people because they only lost to Kentucky by like seven, I think, in non-conference. Southern mm-hmm. did, so that's surprising. Uh, Damian Scars and Brendan Brooks 
snipers off the bench. Both guys shoot over 45% from downtown. So I think in the in the tournament, in a conference tournament where you're playing bad teams, if you have guys off the bench that can score the ball from three and you have decent guard play, I think they'll be fine, especially considering the competition. So I'm going to take Southern. I like their colors. They hung around with Kentucky, snipers, guard play, SWAC. Uh, Thursday, American Athletic. Uh, I'm going with the 13 and 14 Green Wave of Tulane. Make it happen. They hey, they got a coach who's been there and done that. He's done some things. I mean, that's not the worst pick because you look at Tulane, Ron Hunter, the coach, made the tournament three times at Georgia State, including a round of 32. And uh, he's building something there. Like they got a decent team. I know that their record's not great, but the 73rd ranked offensive efficiency, 133rd ranked defensive efficiency. It's it's really hard to say that word without sounding drunk. Uh, but they're under 500 with those numbers. That's pretty good. I mean, they beat Memphis early in the season. They beat Cincinnati, yeah. who who Illinois did not beat. Yeah. Um, they lost by five to Florida State. They held Florida State. I know it's not a great Florida State team, but we're talking about Tulane. They held Florida State under sixty points. Yeah. So exactly. See, I like the pick. A I lot. knew. I knew if I'd say him, he'd give all the reasons why they can win it. Exactly. See, now I I, I went down a little bit too. I, I'm taking SMU. Uh, you look at the short shorts factor. You look at Kendrick Davis. Those two guys, Short Shorts and Kendrick Davis, two dynamic players. They went 13-4 and four in conference play. Um, their losses in conference were Houston, Temple, Wichita State, Cincinnati. They beat Memphis, though, uh, twice. They beat Houston once. They beat Cincinnati once. So they didn't lose to anybody twice. Uh, mm-hmm. Non-conference, they did get blown out by, uh, by Oregon, but that's besides the point. Uh, they blew out UNLV. They beat Dayton. They beat Vanderbilt. So I'm going to take SMU. I think Kendrick Davis is too good to not get into the tournament. And remember this, Zach Nuttall or Nuttall Mm -hmm. was an absolute stud at Sam Houston State last year. He transferred there. So they got some great transfers because you get short shorts from Texas Southern. Right. And Nuttall, who was scoring like almost 30 points every game at Sam Houston State. Like this is a guy who had 30 points in a one-point loss in the tournament championship at Sam Houston State last year. 30 points, and it was uh, 12 for 21 from the field. So that's pretty good. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think they're very deep, very underrated team, and I don't think Houston wins this, so why not? Uh, let's go to the MAC. Uh, I'm taking the flying John Gross's accurate. Oh, Jesus, disgusting. Because he, he, he can't take, uh, you know, teams in real conferences to the yeah. tournament, so might as well take Akron. In the Mac, yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> he got to the round of thirty-two and the Sweet Sixteen somehow when he was at Ohio. So. That's right, that's right. And he he got Illinois to the round of thirty-two as well, and they probably should have beaten Miami that year. That's true, but whatever. The um, review got put into play because of that game. Yeah, that was a joke. And now Total we gotta, now we got to sit for twenty minutes at the end of every game for refs to look at something for five minutes, and then because decide the monitor is that they're inches. not going to over overturn it. <laughs> Happened twice last week, and the Tennessee Arkansas <laughs> thing was like an hour, pretty much. Yeah. Have you ever seen a situation where the game doesn't go to overtime, but we don't get to see Indiana Purdue until uh, under <laughs> ten, ten minutes, minutes in the first yeah. half? <laughs> Unbelievable! Insane. I'm going to take John Gross's old school, the team that okay. won it last year, which is Ohio, uh, okay. 14 and six, pretty balanced team. Not as good as last year, obviously losing Preston, but Vanderplas is still there. Jason Carter is still there. Roderick is still there. Uh, now the the problem with them is that they finished the season one of one and four, mm-hmm. but 
I think they got the pedigree to win it. And I don't think that the conference is that scary at the top. Like no. after after Toledo, it's like yeah. When I look at this, I'm kind of upset I didn't take Kent State on a 12 game winning streak. Here's what the problem with Kent State: they went, they had that record 16 and four, but they're 215th in adjusted offensive efficiency, which is horrible. Dang. Like that's one of that's like the fifth worst number in the conference. Yeah, like well, that's they, bad. Score like 52 points a game. I mean, <laughs> this winning streak, they've only gone over 75 uh, twice. Or no, four <laughs> four times. I don't even know how to count. Actually, I think it's like That's seven true. times. But whatever. The winning streak was so damn long. We, we know you don't know how to count. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, Saturday, the final one, the Ivy League. They think they're better than everybody else because they're starting on a Saturday and they only have four teams. Oh, we're so <laughs> brave. We didn't even play last year. We Are they screwed, play? screwed yeah, over our uh, screwed over our effing players last year. But uh, let's go to the are seventy one a game. Yeah, well, they're 215th in efficiency, so they're probably good. They're, they probably create more opportunities because of their defense, but they don't capitalize because they're not that good on offense. So, gotcha. from gotcha. an efficiency standpoint, and I think a lot of those numbers, probably Makes non-conference sense. stacking, is is a thing. But uh, all right, um, Ivy League, the holier than thou Ivy League. What I do you got? I picked Yale. What can you do? <laughs> I mean, it, it's four teams. I, How hard is cares? it? Yeah. Who cares? Yep, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you for for the pick there, uh, no doubt about it. Um, I'm gonna take Princeton. Yeah, yeah. Dynamic offense, thirtieth offensive efficiency in the country, sixth in effective field goal percentage, tenth in turnover percentage, seventh in three point percentage, tenth in two point percentage. They've won seven straight to finish the season. They have three players over 40% from three-point range and two players that are at 39% from three-point range. So I don't think it's going to be that hard for them to put together two offensive performances to win this thing uh, and and get it done. So, all right, those are the picks, conference tournament picks. Uh, I don't really know how we've done so far this week. I know I've got most of my teams knocked out because I'm an idiot, but uh, I, <laughs> I believe I did pick Murray State, so that was a win. I don't know. Wow. That was a, yeah, that was a tough good one. Good job on that. Did I, one. Did I, who did we pick for the Missouri Valley? I think you picked Northern Iowa, right? Uh, yeah, I picked Northern Iowa. Let's see. What tournaments are over? The three the uh, the Missouri Valley, we both the, picked Murray State. Uh, how'd Winthrop do? They lost. Right? They lost in the final to uh, shoot Longwood in the Big uh, South. I picked Gardner Webb, who lost to Winthrop. Towson's still in, right? I think I saw they won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One for three. So, all right. Let's move forward here. A little bracketology bubble watch stuff. Is there anything that stands out to you overall? Just uh, on the spot here. Anything overall? Just anything to do with either topic? But I I think that we already talked about Rutgers. That Rutgers being on the bubble drives me nuts. Well, I think if this was old school, the way they did it like 15 years ago, the fact they finished fourth in the Big Ten regular season would probably get them in anyway. Yeah. Um, There's a lot that goes into it, but I think with a team like Rutgers, you look at the quality of wins they have late in the season matters way more to me than the three bad losses. Right. Um, they went 12-8 and eight in the Big Ten. Like, you should be in the tournament with that. I don't give a damn what their metrics are. Right. I don't um, understand. I don't – I mean, I – I know Michigan just won without Hunter Dickinson. Um, Probably their but, best win of the season. Yeah, but I, they're not great. I don't know. Um, I think Wake Forest deserves to be in. Um, other than that, I, I don't have any problems with it right now. You know, the, the bubble seems 
seems good to me. Um, I like I said, I think I think Michigan Indiana might be you know right now according to Lenardi, Indiana is the first of the first four out, right? So if they mm-hmm. win against Michigan, they're probably in. Um, but then that all changes once teams start stealing bids, right? If if they have other teams that are good enough. Now does um, does Wake Forest get a coach's contract extension bump? Because Steve Forbes just signed an extension there. Uh, he won ACC Coach of the Year. Do they get a bump like Nebraska did, win some games? Wake Forest is legit. Like they have a lot of really good players. That is a tournament team, I think. And I know the conference stinks, but I think Wake Forest is. I would put Wake Forest as the third or fourth best team in the ACC. Yeah. Um, and I don't really, I don't, I just don't see that. Notre this, Dame and Miami are not better than Wake Forest. I'm sorry. Is this updated? 12 a.m. Oh. I don't know, some, for some reason, I thought I saw Illinois as a three seed, the last three seed today. Palm has him as a three seed. Gotcha. CBS, uh, he's a nightmare scenario playing Princeton in round one. Can you imagine Illinois' defense <laughs> trying to figure out Princeton? Because Princeton's a team that shoots really well from three. Illinois struggles to close out. Princeton's a team that it makes really smart cuts and moves all over the floor. Illinois struggles to defend that. That would be a nightmare. I hope that doesn't happen, but we'll see. Uh, too yeah. early to tell. Uh, right now, last week I said the one seeds would be Gonzaga, Arizona, Duke, and Kentucky. I don't think I'm sticking with that now. Yeah, I think Duke's, Duke's done. Yeah, man. I think it's going to be – I'll say Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and – Baylor? Baylor or Kansas, depending on which Whoever one does better. That, yeah. yeah. That seems fair. Seems yeah, fair. I don't really see I mean, another way. I mean, it's kind of Gonzaga, Arizona, right? And then it's – yeah, Palm has Auburn as Kentucky a one if still. They win. Kentucky, well, I I guess Kentucky, Arizona, if one of them win the SEC, and then Baylor, Kansas, whoever wins the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's probably the likely scenario. I see it. Um, for the Big they, Ten, if they all probably, lose, and who knows? The Big Ten. I mean, you would think the top seeds. Yeah. I think Illinois, Wisconsin, and Purdue. Uh, I think all three of them will be on the two or three line unless Illinois loses their first game in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Then they might drop to a four. Um, elsewhere in the uh, potential, I'm looking at – I wrote down on here potential eight and nine seeds that could upset the one seed in the round of 32. And I'm basing this off of what I'm looking at with uh, Jerry Palm's bracket. So let's go over each one and you tell me the most likely one. First up, Murray State versus Wyoming to play Gonzaga in round two. Any chance for either of those teams? Uh, I think Murray State would have a chance against Gonzaga. What I worry about them, yeah, yeah. But what I'm worried about with Murray State in that matchup is, like, at the five, I don't know if they have anybody that can guard both of those guys. Like KJ Williams was the OVC Player of the Year. He's a stud, and he was guarding Janai Broom. I know Janai Broom had 32 points in that OVC Championship game, but KJ Williams was off that night, and they still won. But that's the biggest concern there. I don't think Wyoming would have any chance. I just don't think they have the length. Yeah. Uh, all right, next one real quick. Uh, TCU versus Marquette to play Auburn in round two. I No chance. I, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Auburn, the only thing is if Auburn's off, they have nothing, right? I, mean, I think by off you mean Wendell Green just throwing up everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much pretty what makes much. him off, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Michigan State, San Diego State to play Baylor. You know, I I'm gonna say that maybe um, 
they might give them a run, but I don't think either of those teams are good enough. I think Michigan State's a fraud. I think San Diego State could really frustrate Baylor. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they're good enough to beat them. You know? I think Baylor's ceiling. They could give them a game for like thirty-five minutes. <laughs> I think Baylor's ceiling, depending on the region, is like the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. maybe the Sweet Sixteen. Because, like I said, it's going to be hard for them to make a run without Chamwachachua. Like that's an anchor of the defense. That's the, yeah. the leader of the defense. And it's going to become a problem. Uh, last one, Boise. This is a hilarious one because there's zero, a zero percent chance. <laughs> yeah. Boise State, Creighton to play Arizona. No, no. no. Uh, real quick, since this is kind of a fun exercise, uh, seven versus ten to beat a two. Seton hey. All, Davidson, Duke. No. Davidson could probably hang eighty on him. I think though. Yeah. Like I don't. It, it, the thing with Duke, and I said this I mean, last I, night. If I was Duke, I'd be more worried about Longwood. Fair point. Fair point. I mean, no doubt. Uh, but if you're Duke, if Trevor Keels and Adrian Griffin aren't making threes, you got a real problem. Yeah. Like those guys yeah. were the standouts in a lot of those games where they were winning. So that's a problem. Uh, let's see. Let me try to find another fun one. Ohio State, Notre Dame to play Kentucky. Nope. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Notre Dame did beat Kentucky in, in the non-conference. Yeah. Which is a weird one, but yeah. That was Kentucky trying to find themselves. Than, yeah, than everybody thought. Dude. Which really doesn't make any sense because we—I guess it was November when we saw them, and it just come on. Right. It was a joke. Those games um, don't matter. Fair point. Uh, let me do a few more with different seed lines to make it even more fun. You're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do Kansas versus Iowa or Xavier. Fine, I'll do that one. I just every time I see Xavier, I don't want to look at it. Like, I don't you like. Don't, you don't Xavier. think Iowa could give Kansas Iowa could beat Kansas? Yeah. yeah. But the thing with that is McCormick, like they're they're gonna yeah, have to they shoot. Don't have, yeah, they don't have any. Keegan Murray probably could. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh Houston, San Francisco, Illinois. Uh I mean, I, I'm not scared of either of those teams. Um I'd be more scared of Princeton. Scared of, yeah. I mean Princeton's one of those fundamental teams that could like frustrate the hell out of Illinois. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, last one. Let's do, um, let's do USC North Carolina to beat Villanova. Uh, I could see. I honestly, I could see either of those teams beating Villanova. I, you know, I don't love Villanova. So. Well, Villanova's season I is mean, on the back of Colin Gillespie. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if he isn't his at his best, or if he gets hurt again, God forbid, you got a big problem there. Yeah. Very true. This Very is not true. the Villanova championship teams with Archie Diacono or Brunson or Bridges or those guys. Like they're good, but they're just not what they were when they were winning titles. Which true. I mean, they won two, so I think it was worth it in the end. Uh, let's move on. We'll have a real bracket to talk about next week. Next week's episode is going to be very long, but <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, next thing we're going to do here: three teams you don't want to play in round one, and this is more so speaking if you're like a three-seeder, a four-seeder, a five-seed, kind of getting stuck with those possible upset matchups. Uh, give me your first one. Uh, my first one, which I guess it's not, but I'm going to go with Rutgers. Um, I don't know if that counts into whatever it can count. Yeah, because I think no. they're going to be they'll, – they'll end up I, being like a, a 11 I assume or they're going to get in, of course. Um, right now they're in the first four. They, it always seems like – one of the or excuse me sorry it seems like one of those teams that wins one of those 12 seeds always moves on wins a couple more games um Rutgers 
plays really well. Um, they have, you know, Geo Baker and and uh, Ron Harper Jr. Uh, Mulcahy has gotten a lot better. I, so I think that they could, they could give teams problems. I'm going to go Chattanooga out of the SoCon. Now, they're playing in the SoCon championship right now. They're down by six very early halfway in. But I think that they have the star power and the front court presence to frustrate teams. Uh, but maybe Furman wins and they don't get it. So I'll just go Furman or Chattanooga uh, as a likely 13 or 14 seed. Um, what's your second? My second one was, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, North Carolina. <laughs> it all counts because it's not like these teams are, you know. <laughs> They're all above 10 seeds, right? Yeah, it could be. 10 yeah. seed and above. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with North Carolina. I mean, you go into Duke, you win, you, you ruin Krzyzewski's last night ever in Cameron. Um, so I think that they could win any game. So there you go. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to go Princeton, a team that I've talked about a lot. Offensively, I think that they could get hot and ruin a team's uh, tournament as a 14 seed probably. Uh, last one. My last one was Davidson. All right. That's another team that could do it too. I mean, mm-hmm. offensively especially, lighting it up. I went with Vermont, who I think is a force on the offensive end. Like they, uh, Their first tournament game in the America East tournament – they beat uh, who was it? They beat NJIT by uh, thirty nine points. They scored ninety eight. So it's not like NJIT is any good, but they lived up to the offensive billing. They have a very efficient offense. Um, all right, team of the week. My team of the week, the team that has no chance to make the tournament. We talked about them already. I'm giving it to Nebraska ball. Uh, literally had one conference win all year. Uh, they go on the road. They beat Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin. I don't know which games were this week. Probably Ohio State and Wisconsin. Yep. Two top 25 teams on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I mean, Lottie died. Didn't have to be there. Didn't matter. They still won the Big Ten. Ball um, don't lie, Chucky Hepburn. They <laughs> hit a lucky three to beat Purdue. Yep, yep. And Purdue, how many times did they get beat on lucky threes? Yeah. Poor team feel so bad mm, for him. Feels so bad. Um, but yeah, I got to give it to Fred Hoiberg and the Corn Huskers. I'm a fan of the pick, but I wanted to differentiate myself. I'm <laughs> going to go with the team that I've kind of dumped on a little bit at times. I'm going to go Loyola Chicago. Okay. Uh won their last Missouri Valley title. They'll be in the Atlantic 10 next year. Uh they blew out Northern Iowa. They held Northern Iowa to what 43 points. Uh that was impressive. Uh, they took care of Drake as well. They beat Bradley, who you thought they might lose to. But uh, they needed to win the Missouri Valley title to get in. They got the job done. And so I'll tell you this. Them. Nobody's going to want to play them in the tournament because they know I how to win. I think they round one, though. They I, know how to win in the tournament. And they Yeah, they do. So, yeah, uh, and there's no doubt they, they have got, a very veteran lineup with more tournament sister, wins than a lot of other players. Sister Mary Margaret or whatever her name is. Yeah, hundred apparently going to be 103 this year. So that's crazy. Shout out, uh, player of the week. Uh, player of the week. I'm going to go with a guy that we've talked about. Uh, I, I don't. know. How come we always talk about my stuff before we get to the stuff? But uh, I'm going to go with Sheboy. Uh, I think that he kind of put an exclamation point on the fact that he should be national player of the year. Uh, 27 points, 15 rebounds against Florida, and then 18 points, 15 rebounds against Old Miss. Uh, the dude is unreal. 
He had, I think he had two steals in the Florida game. He had two blocks. I think he had two steals in the Ole Miss game. Uh, so I'm going to give it to him uh, for this week. I wrote down the exact same thing. No way. <laughs> Sheboy versus Florida versus Ole Miss, two wins, should have national brother you're locked up. There you go. Yep, Sheboy, easy pick. No doubt about it. <laughs> All right, upset picks of the week, which is different since it's conference tournament stuff, but just give me whatever you wrote down. Yeah, that's what I got. I got uh, Michigan State beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament. I got Santa Clara tonight over St. Mary's, and I got Oklahoma beating Baylor first round. All right. I that <laughs> We, we kind of did similar things on each pick. Okay. Uh, I'm taking Santa Clara over St. Mary's tonight. Yep. Um, like Santa Clara, they, I, I know it was Portland on Saturday, but they blew them out. Yeah. And uh, if PJ pipes is, is making it happen from downtown, you better watch out. Might actually be the best shooter in the country when he's on. I know they said about a lot of people, there's him or Alfonso Plummer, but could be, uh, I'm going to take TCU to beat Texas in the quarterfinal of the big 12 tournament, which I picked TCU to win it. So you would think that they would have to beat Texas to do that. Uh, and then I'm going to take uh, Nebraska over Northwestern. Okay. Why not? Nebraska's hot. I think they're more athletic than Northwestern. I just Nebraska think might be a lot the of favor in that game. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, and I think that I picked Porter Moser to have an upset every every week that we've done this. So can you get me one, Porter? Can you get me one? Probably not if I had to guess, but yeah, maybe he wakes up chance. in March and he's ready to go. But uh, maybe. Um, all right. Final words here. Uh, we got 10 games tonight. It all heats up. We're going to apparently be doing a couple live streams this week at some point, uh, probably Tuesday and Wednesday. I guess we'll do a short one tomorrow at some point. I don't really – I think um, tomorrow's games, there's not that much going on, but there's enough going on to the point where we can talk. Like 6 o'clock, you got the uh, – 6 o'clock Central, you got the, the Northeast Conference Final. Uh, 4 o'clock, you got the Atlantic Sun Conference Final. Um, you got a couple of other West Coast games later in the evening. Uh, but Wednesday, if we do one, it won't be until a little bit later. So I think that one's going to be more about maybe trying to get a guest on, maybe not about the live action itself, but kind of talking about what happened that day. So uh, we'll try to get a couple of those going, uh, watching some hoops. So Hopefully I'll get my camera figured out by then. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really blurry apparently this time. Like it's not blurry on my screen. But yeah, I, I don't know. I was looking at the Twitter feed and it's blurry and I stop every three seconds. So, it is what it know. is, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I, we pay good money for this not to be blurry. That's all I gotta say. We'll get it fixed. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us. We'll see you uh, probably tomorrow and Wednesday, and then we'll, next Monday we'll have a bracket show. So well, that'll do it for us. Playing virtual reality in the background. <laughs> all right, college hoops. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.